0: This is Unredited with Countless Screaming Argonauts for the week of August 22nd, 2011. Welcome to Unredited with Countless Screaming Argonauts, the show that looks at some of our favorite Reddit stories of the week. I'm Fab P, the fabulous penguin.
1: And I'm Trilobite Max.
0: And this is uh, this is a look at some of our, our our favorite Reddit stories. Max, let's hop right in and uh, give me what you got.
1: All right, you know my I was going to say my feelings about Julian Assange, but maybe you don't.
0: But well, I think it's good to share them again. It's a fascinating
1: story, anyway, and and unlike a lot of the wildly libertarian people on the interwebs, I have some problem. With some of his philosophy, I, I I'm I'm kind of straddling the fence on this. And, and there was an article on on Reddit uh, just yesterday which said, "Wiki War: 3,500 unpublished leaks destroyed forever as Assange hits out." And the story goes, WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange's former right hand man. Remember we talked about?
0: Yep. Who uh, got out? Yep.
1: It started his own. Uh, Leaking organization has irrevocably destroyed 3,500 unpublished files leaked to the whistleblower, which oh, I'm sorry, leaked to the whistleblower site, including the complete U.S. no-fly list, five gigabytes of Bank America documents, and detailed information uh, about 20 neo-Nazi groups. I'm thinking the no-fly list maybe uh, it maybe it keeps us safer. If the government gets to have that as a secret, uh-huh, I'm not sure about the neo-Nazi groups, whether that we're better off knowing about that or not publishing them. you know there's, there's something to be said about not giving.
0: And, and we had this discussion where we said, you know that if he's doing it, then we're letting him be the judge of what we should know and what we shouldn't know. right. You know and this this individual's destroying of the document is the same thing. It's you know, yeah, you're right. that guy deciding what we should and shouldn't know.
1: and And whenever one person is is responsible for that kind of decision, it makes me a little uncomfortable. My bias is toward the guy who destroyed them because that puts things back in a condition sort of the way they were in the first place. And, and I have a couple of comments here. A peaceful warrior writes, Good job, assholes. Way to let yourselves be divided. It doesn't matter who you think was right, and it certainly doesn't matter who won. The only group that won here were those who deal in secrets and lies, and that was almost certainly what they wanted. Bob McBob says, I don't think you understand. The world is neatly divided into cowboys who wear white hats and baby-eating devil worshipers. (laughs) Therefore, rather than believe something as insane as some people are dicks even if they work for WikiLeaks – I guess I cut that off. But the the point was made, I think, that things aren't black and white, that that, that Mm -hmm. there's this large shade of gray. And and that's my problem with WikiLeaks is they just say – all secrets are bad right and I can't can't get there
0: and and it's no worse than saying that all secrets are good
1: right absolutely absolutely I think I think it's time to be a little grown up
0: and see some shades of gray yeah I you know my own for my own personal opinion I'm sort of in the camp of that we have a right to know everything I mean We should be told the truth, and we don't. We're not told the truth a lot of times, and there's lots of things. I mean, I'd be really interested in finding out what was in those Bank of America papers.
1: Yeah, the Bank of America stuff, especially because we got screwed by the banks. Um,
0: But again, you can't use that for reasoning because then you would say – you know, that some of those other things, the no-fly zone, I mean, you can say that there are people who are getting screwed by that, so we should have that out in the open so that we can see those people get screwed.
1: But on the other hand, the the Republicans, and I'm going to forget her name now, carl Rove, the evil genius, put the, the name out there of the woman who was a spy for the United States. Oh, right,
0: yep, uh-huh. You
1: know, that's not something that should have been made public. I believe, I I think, that uh, there's an advantage for my country in having spies. I I think there are certain secrets that help keep us safer. I think you're walking down a dark road when you do that because you're giving people the authority to do things that you can't find out about. On the other hand, if we're the only country that that doesn't have spies – it gives us a significant disadvantage, and right. and it gives an advantage to the people who are trying to kill us. So I think there's a need for secrets. Cadzilla in New York says, good, WikiLeaks shouldn't have those documents in the first place, and why isn't Julian in jail already? So there's there's a cross-section of, of opinion on that. Some of it is really intelligent discussion, and some of it is really funny too. Anyway, uh, my opinion is that we should not just – blindly open up all the vaults just like we should not blindly allow everything to have secrets there's supposed to be in our government oversight committees and they're supposed to be run by people that we elect so even if all of the people can't see something they -hmm. elect somebody who can the problem is that the cia probably can get around them and those oversight committee people can be easily corrupted. I'm just saying it's a a complicated, subtle...
0: Oh, yeah, it is. It is. And it was complicated from the minute it first came out, that it was out there.
1: And the Julian Assange approach, I think, is naive at
0: best. Maybe, but it also puts him in the position of not being the judge. If you release everything that you have, then you're not making a judgment one way or the other about what we should or shouldn't know.
1: That's interesting that you say that, because... I was thinking it puts him in the position of being the judge.
0: Well, in some ways it does too. I mean, you know, I think that's where that's the gray area that we're in. If you have information and you withhold it, mm-hmm. then you certainly are in a position of judging what people should know and not know. Right. But also, if you are as if your job or your avocation is to go out there and find secrets and release them, then what you find is basically the same thing it's it's you know it's your judgment of what should be released yeah. so yeah. you know it isn't black and white it really no. isn't
1: no, i i think it's a very subtle question and i think it requires a subtle and mature approach and i'm not sure that these people say everything should be exposed i am repeating myself i have another story okay argentina censors more than 1 million blogs hosted on blogger one of us uh Blogs on Blogger, because they are all on the same IP address as two blog ordered blocked by a judge. Anyway, Argentina censors more than 100 blogs because two of them were ordered blocked by a judge.
0: You know, we've had a whole bunch of, of recent censorship issues that yeah. is, that's really been pissing me off. That stuff that happened over in Britain, where they were blocking um, Twitter.
1: Two of the things I wanted to talk about that I forgot to write down.
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, that was that was you know undemocratic you know they did that yeah at least and and then you know we did that in the united states right in san francisco and that's that's nuts that's that's our personal freedom that they took away we have a right to free speech and we have a right to communicate with who we want
1: to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for redress
0: so, you know, I'm not really uh, happy with all the censorship that's happening. So to hear that Argentina is blocking websites and stuff, I mean, it's no different from China. I mean, what is China doing to the Internet?
1: Yeah, China is, is a more gross violator, but it's just the same principle, yeah. War Falanche has has a comment on Argentina's blocking all of the blogger sites. He says, this is another case of technology moving faster than old people they just don't fucking understand how it works and they don't care to learn skibum04 wrote you mean the internet is not a series of tubes <laughs> and and then doppler dog wrote ageist nonsense this is another case of technology moving faster than institutions
0: that's probably
1: right because you don't have to block everything that says blogger just to get a couple of domain no. uh, ip addresses
0: no, absolutely not.
1: Well, I, I thought that was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, uh, that is an interesting, uh, interesting
1: situation. It's not. It's not a series of tubes.
0: <laughs> that's another one of our constant themes from right. uh, from the other
1: show. right. Uh, what's his name from Alaska is is like our patron saint.
0: Ted Stevens. Yep. They back the truck up and dump it in the <laughs> tubes.
1: <laughs> so that's it. That's what I got for the the
0: uh, all right. Unreaded. I got it i got a couple of stories that, I, that, that caught my eye this week, and um, they, they caught my eye because they are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Okay. The first one had over 9,300 comments. Uh, wow. It was from self Ask Reddit, and it was, what common social habits piss you off?
1: <laughs>
0: and i mean you and i have talked about holding the door that was one uh, really that's good but, yeah uh, that's one of my favorites but the, a couple of the examples came up really just fry my cookies yeah? they really do um let me see here the the, the man who uh, who wrote this originally man of horror said for example i fucking hate it When during any kind of music performance, one audience member starts to clap along, and then everybody joins in, it's always too loud, not in time with the music, and eventually awkwardly dissipates. And that's true. I hate that. I hate when that happens.
1: Yeah, I never really thought about it much, but I guess I have wondered who decides. Sometimes... The person on stage raises their hands as if to say, come on.
0: Well, if they say that, then I think it's okay. They, they get what they deserve.
1: Well, what do you think about the people on stage? Because this is one that I don't like so much. When the band knows that the whole audience is singing along with them and point the <laughs> microphone at the audience and stop singing themselves.
0: I know. If I wanted to hear the audience sing, I would have bought the audience. That's album. right. <laughs> I bought the bands out I want to hear them do it. I want to hear
1: them song. do it. They generally really do it better.
0: Uh, Hobbs 452 said he hates it when somebody asks me about a movie we're watching at the very beginning when none of the info that they want is there. Watch the fucking movie and find out. Yeah. I know several people who are notorious for doing that. <laughs> they want to know the movie before they watch it. And it's like, come on. What's the purpose of watching the movie if you know all the things that are going to well, happen? Well, I'm
1: with you completely. But I, I read something just this week that suggested that people who know what's coming enjoy the movie more. And I can't remember where I read that. And we like the, the suspense and the unfolding
0: of the story. I got another comment here. Skinny wrote, people who don't understand how to split a bill. There are invariably people who say, my meal was 15 bucks, so I'll throw in 15 Right. Motherfucker, you got a drink, there's tax and a tip. And when you confront them with this, they had a, a whopping
1: $1, which yeah. that
0: ain't going to cut it. Which is, you know, I mean, I it, when I was in college, that was constantly an issue.
1: Yeah, I used to be that guy too, and then one day it dawned on me that I had a drink and that – it was probably more than a dollar, and that and if there was certainly a portion of my bill was taxed. And generally, I'll add a five to whatever I think the meal was.
0: Right, earmarked said, I'll never understand why spitting gum on the sidewalk or in a parking lot is considered an appropriate way to dispose of it. Am I the only one who always steps in that shit? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's a good one.
0: You know, and I I didn't keep this one, but somebody else commented about cigarette butts being the same sort of thing.
1: Oh, you know what drives me nuts about cigarette butts? One thing that really inflames my hiney, driving at night behind somebody and having a flash of red go flying out the window and then bounce in front of me.
0: In some ways, one of the reasons why there is so much anti-smoker hatred is because of cigarette butts. Because, I mean, you know, if you, with, with, the, with the advent of, you know, not smoking inside or whatever, you know, I know where I work, they used to have to, like, clean up areas every week because there were hundreds and hundreds of cigarette butts out there. And it's like, you know, put them in an ashtray. Put them in the garbage. Do something with it. Don't just throw it on the ground. Why do we let people get away with throwing cigarette butts or gum on the ground? We, 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 we would react if they throw a freaking McDonald's bag out the window. But why don't we react when they throw a cigarette on the ground or, or bubble gum?
1: My guess, and I'm not defending it because I don't like it either, that it has to do with the idea that they're probably biodegradable.
0: When you step in gum, it's not biodegradable.
1: No, you know what I don't, don't like is when people put it underneath the table. Like, and, and, and I reach under the table to pull my chair closer to the table and I put my hand in someone's gum. I hate that. It's bad on my foot. It's worse on my fingers.
0: I got one more. This this uh, person, Seal Teach, and I can't pronounce the rest of the name, uh, Yeah, said that people trying to bring small children into a movie theater. You know your kid. They can't sit still for five minutes. You can't get through any kind of program or movie at home without asking 5,000 questions. What on earth makes you think that they can sit still and silent in, in a room of 100 other people? Really?
1: Yeah, I heard somebody saying the other day. Uh, just yesterday, uh, people with uh, Bluetooth devices on their ears in a movie theater. And the thing is blinking blue. Oh,
0: yeah. Throughout the movie. Uh-huh. That could be distracting. Sure. You want to see a little blinking light in front of you for an hour and a half? Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't. No, I don't. I don't either. So, like I said at the beginning of this, this was a, a, a an idea of two ends of the spectrum. So that one had 9,300 comments. Mm-hmm. And this one here only had 111, but they were some of the best 111 comments I've seen in a long time. All right. This was a does anyone else subreddit. It said, does anyone else feel stupid when they order items at a restaurant that have novelty names? (laughs) GB Chaos Master said, he, he wrote this, he said, I hate when restaurants have stupid names for their dishes. I feel like an imbecile when I have to tell the name to the waiter or waitress. And then what proceeded was 111 comments of all different kinds of restaurants and the stuff that they have, and they were they were just hysterical. I mean, you know, you look at them and you just say, how could you possibly call something that? Never mind, try to order it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Even the Horizon 07 said a friend of mine loved the meal from IHOP question mark so they're not sure if it was ihop or not that was mm-hmm. called Rudy tootie fresh and fruity he tried to order it by the number or by pointing to it on the menu
1: that's what i would do but
0: we would tell the server beforehand whatever it took to get him to actually say the name out loud <laughs>
1: that's funny <laughs> i'll have this yeah that's me i'll have that <laughs> yeah and if, if i've got to say it out loud. I'll, I'll switch to the bacon and egg.
0: Said, <laughs> I'll just have the plain pancakes,
1: please. That's right. Thank you very much. I don't want it.
0: Go well said, Coldstone Creamery, anyone? For those of you who don't deal with the unfortunate size selection of Cold <laughs> cream, small is like it, medium is love it, large is got to have it. What if I hate it? What then, Coldstone?
1: <laughs> <laughs> then you only get a quarter of an ounce. I guess. I will sometimes... I, I've I've run into that problem and I've done it both ways. I love Cold Stone Creamery. Huh? I get their milkshakes all the time. I've said it. I've said large, but a lot of times I'll I'll use their stupid terms and I feel like an idiot when I do it. But you know what bugs me even more? They call chocolate syrup fudge. <laughs> so I say I, I say I want some chocolate syrup in that, and they say you mean fudge. I'm like no, isn't isn't fudge like Thick and looks like candy?
0: I would think so, no. And
1: and they're they're like, no, it's this. I, and then they'll hold it up, and I'll go, yeah, chocolate syrup, I'll have that. <laughs>
0: and, and when I read that one, I knew that soon to follow was going to be a Starbucks one. And that oh, was course. right there. I still, uh, Hank Fight Hank said, I still refuse to order drinks at Starbucks using the whole tall, venti, or whatever nonsense. I know this isn't novelty per se, but it's close enough in my book. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's – I yeah. mean, that's – you know, I mean, I, obviously they do it for name recognition and for branding, but I don't give a shit. You know, I'm going to get a—I'm to get a medium coffee or I'm going to get a large coffee. I'm going to call it a medium or a large, not a venti or a tall.
1: Yeah, I, I, I went to Starbucks uh, a couple of months ago, met a friend of mine for some conversation and coffee, and uh, she was going to buy. And she said, what size do you want? And I said, a medium
0: <laughs>
1: I don't know, you know I, I think she asked me if I wanted a venti I, I'm like, I don't know what that is
0: Right, yeah, you know I, I understand I,
1: I, I'm thinking venti is medium, right? I,
0: I don't know, I don't know their, their nomenclature, so I'm not sure
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll, a lot of times I'll do the same thing as I do with the menu uh-huh. I'll, I'll have a, that one <laughs> I'll
0: have the 12 ounce coffee, please <laughs> And then they look at me. Right. That's when that gets me. If you go to McDonald's now, and this is off the subject because this is not novelty at all, but if you go to McDonald's now, they used to have a small, medium, large, and extra large soda. Right. But now the large is what the extra large was, and the medium is what the large was, and the small is what the medium was, and there is no small anymore. It's a child's, you know, a child soda. So, I mean, it's- you have to, if you say... You know, I'm not interested in too much soda taste. I'm just going to have a a large. You get
1: an extra large. Yeah, yeah. they did that at Wendy's some some years ago, Uh, and I ordered a medium because I'd always order a medium drink. And they gave me this this barrel of Mm -hmm. soda, and I went, no, no, I wanted a a medium. And they said, that's
0: That's our medium.
1: That's our medium.
0: Uh And I'm like,
1: that's the same size as everybody else calls a large. And they went, yeah, but we're different. Yeah. Well, fuck you very much. And now they've changed the, the size of the small.
0: I know. It's ridiculous.
1: Now the small is the child size.
0: And again, it's it's that branding and it's that you know that name recognition.
1: So I end up, you know, when I go to places now I say I want the smallest size that, that I can get or I want the middle size,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, you can't say medium anymore. No. Give me back medium.
0: Absolutely. I, I agree with you 100%. Now, Dunkin' Donuts does it right. They got a small, medium, large, extra-large coffee, and they're all appropriately sized and priced. So that's okay. Then you know what you're getting.
1: That's good. That's why we should all go to Dunkin' Donuts.
0: Right. Well, they say it right on the menu. This is the 16-ounce size. This is the 22-ounce size or 20-ounce size. Right. Thank you for being grown-ups. Right. I mean, come on. Give me a break. Slightly Amused said a new restaurant recently opened in my hometown of Waco, Texas. Oh, and it's my. called Fat Ho Burgers.
1: <laughs> Some of the
0: burgers you can order are the Super Fly Ho, the Super Duper Fly Ho with Chiz. There's also the Bad Mama Jamma, the Fat Chicken Ho, the Sloppy Ho Brisket, and curiously, a Fat Ho named Bertha. The smaller size is a tiny fat off the dollar menu. <laughs> T- a tiny fat hoe off the dollar menu.
1: A tiny fat hoe. Right. And the guy well, follows
0: up the comment by saying, there are a lot of Baptists in Waco. They were pissed off.
1: <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. I mean, that that whole thing is obviously ridiculous. But if it pisses off Waco Baptists, maybe there's something to it.
0: Yeah. But again, I mean, that you know exactly why they do that. You know? No,
1: absolutely. No. It just to... to Separate themselves from... Absolutely,
0: the, yeah, because there's a million burger joints out there.
1: And well, if you yeah. go
0: to this one and you like it, you're going to tell other people. And when you forget the name, you're going to remember that name.
1: The tiny baby hoe. Yeah. I remember. forgot it already.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you will if you go there. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're right. It, it, it'll... It, it's it's different.
0: Yeah. Um, Juniper Juniper... This is this is a a wild one. They said we just ate for the first time at a sushi joint. I Mm. shit you not. They had drinks named Nagasaki and Pearl Uh
1: Harbor. Oh, too?
0: Don't you think? Too soon? Too soon. Yeah. Um. and, And where was this? They didn't say where. They just said it was the first time that they were eating at this particular sushi joint.
1: Wow, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, that's, uh, yeah. Uh,
0: that, to me, that goes over the, uh, that goes over the edge. That's a little uh,
1: tasteless, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to order a Pearl Harbor, sorry.
0: No, I wouldn't either. And I have just yeah. a, a personal experience one that I want to tell you about. All right. This falls under the novelty thing. We used to take my kids, when we were small, when they were small, to a local Roy Rogers restaurant. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to a Roy Rogers. They, they specialize in chicken, but they have the basic fast food fare. Yeah, I might have and been through one. Last. They make you order a holster of French fries.
1: Yeah. And I
0: would make college boy order a holster of French fries all the time. Yeah. And he was so embarrassed and, you know, but, you know, hey, if you want fries, <laughs> I mean, you got to order a holster of fries. So,
1: yeah, um, one of just uh, a little special fondness for you. There
0: you go. Max, I think our time is up on this wonderful edition of Unreddited. Um It could be. I think those were, yeah, I think we had some really, really good stories tonight, too. A lot of good comments.
1: We we did we did pretty well with the comments. Yeah, it's too bad. You could do a week and a half of Reddit stuff, and you really still be just scratching the surface. Oh,
0: I know. I mean, how many how many subreddits are there out there? How many I mean, uh-huh. how, how many do you look at? I look at ten or twenty, and uh, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then, and then, like this, this one I'm looking at right now is, is top 200 comments. Mm-hmm. You you really got to glean, and I think that's the best thing about it is, is people sort of are competing to uh, to, to come
0: up with good comments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what it's like. You got to get yeah. in early. Yep. And you got to you got to be good, otherwise you get buried. Yep. yep. So so, redditors out there, keep up those great comments. We enjoy reading them and we enjoy uh, laughing at them for sure.
1: I'm going to throw one more quick story at you that I'm looking at, and we can cut it out if it doesn't fit. Okay. Today I learned that in 2002 a British man tried to invoke his medieval right to trial by combat.
0: I saw that. I saw that one. I didn't read it. Pound. Yeah, I didn't read it, but I saw that uh, headline. And uh, uh, it, was so, it was traffic violation or something, right? Isn't that what it was? A
1: 25-pound vehicle fine, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: And uh, – with, I can't pronounce it, wrote, this guy is a true British hero. <laughs> well, uh, well, no. With wrote, I was willing to fight a champion put up by the vehicle department, but it would have been a fight to the death. And then <laughs> somebody else wrote, this guy's a true British hero. Anyway, um, I almost think we did that on
0: CSA. I don't remember so, doing that. Is that itself. sound like a news of the weird? Mm, it doesn't. It
1: doesn't.
0: Nope. It would be a good one, but it doesn't sound like uh, one like we did.
1: <laughs> and the names are really good, too. I have to tell you about this one. <laughs> the original story was submitted by a guy named, or a person named, Banal Penetration.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we'll fit it or not if we have to. Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: well, on that note, good night, Max. Good
1: night. Good-bye. This is Miss Nicole of 8 Beer Sampling Productions. You've been listening to Max and t P, the fabulous penguin of Countless Screaming Argonauts, the podcast of record. Listen to their podcast adventures at csapodcast.blogspot.com or download it free from the iTunes podcast store. Just search Countless Screaming Argonauts. The boys love to hear from you, so email them at csapodcast at gmail.com. Finally, if you want to show your allegiance to the show... Pick up some CSA swag and help make the boys famous. You can purchase hats, shirts, and mugs along with other appropriate gear at Cafe Press. Click the link on their webpage. And thanks for listening.